Okay. The recording has started and it's 2.07. The meeting of the San Francisco Arts Commission for Monday, August 1st, 2022 will come to order. Can we have the roll call, please? President Ordignana. Present. Vice President Shiota. Present. Commissioner Beltran is absent. Commissioner Carney. Present. Commissioner Collins. Present. Commissioner Ferris is absent. Commissioner Hakimi. Present. Commissioner Liu. Present. Commissioner Moosley is absent. Commissioner Parker Pennington. Present. Commissioner Schneer. Present. Commissioner Shelby. Present. Commissioner Stryker. Present. And Commissioner Tanner is absent, but we do have a quorum. And for the record, I note that Commissioner Parker Pennington is attending this meeting remotely under the authority of the mayor's emergency orders. Uh, Commissioner Parker Pennington has been reminded that they must appear on camera throughout the meeting and in order to speak or vote on any ma matters. And because of this, all votes at this meeting must be taken by roll call. Um, President Ordinana, please begin the meeting when you're ready. Great, thank you so much. Good afternoon, uh, staff, uh, commissioners, and members of the public. Um, I'd like to welcome you to today's meeting, and I'd like to start off by welcoming and introducing our newest commissioner, Commissioner Patrick Carney, to the San Francisco Arts Commission. Welcome. <laughs> we are so excited to have you here. Um, Commissioner Carney um, has participated in numerous complex renovations and historic preservation projects, including the renovation team for San Francisco City Hall. As a project architectural designer for the San Francisco Columbarian uh, Master Plan, an individual volunteer doing design work for 23 years on the award-winning Hamilton Building Restoration. Commissioner Carney was the project designer for the lead firm of the joint venture of the five architects architectural firms and 22 engineering and specialty firms that renovated San Francisco City Hall in the late 1990s. During that effort, he was also the team liaison in meetings with then Mayor Willie Brown, Jr. Afterwards, Commissioner Carney was appointed by two mayors to serve on the San Francisco City Hall Preservation Advisory Commission, where he held the preservation seat for the protection of that historic building's architectural elements. He served in that position for nine years until being appointed to the San Francisco Arts Commission. Commissioner Carney holds a Master of Architecture degree uh, from, the UC, from UC Berkeley and a Bachelor of Science in Architecture from Cal Poly. During the course of his career, he, was, he has won a National AIA Design Award as well as an Art Deco Society of California Preservation Award, among others. Beyond the realm of his architectural career, Commissioner Carney's community leadership efforts to expand civil rights and stop hate crimes have earned proclamations of honor for the pink triangle on Twin Peaks. The display is high, highly visible, yet, yet a mute reminder of inhumanity, which can be seen for 20 miles. It is also a warning of what can happen when bigotry is allowed to go unchecked. As creator and co-founder of the display, Commissioner Carney has also been a yearly organizer of the annual installation since its inception with the goal of bringing in hundreds of volunteers to help install the artwork as a community building effort. In addition, he is also the sole founder and yearly organizer of the annual Pink Triangle Commemoration Ceremony, which remembers the hatred of the past while showing how far the LGBTQ community has come. Um, I want to welcome you, Commissioner Carney, uh, to the Arts Commission and really give my thanks to Mayor London Breed, who just appointed you a couple of weeks ago, and want to give you the opportunity to say a few words if, if you'd like. Well, it's an honor. Is it on? It's an honor to be on this commission and an honor to work with all of you as we strive to um, bring joy and happiness to the public realm of San Francisco. And in the architectural seat, I look forward to see seeing what's coming before this commission. And I thank you all, and I look forward to working with you. Great. Welcome. Welcome. All right. 
So, um, again, let me begin this meeting uh, by sharing that the meeting is being held in person and by teleconference pursuant to California Government Code Section 54953 and the 45th Supplemental to Mayoral Proclamation declaring the existence of a local emergency. Today, the Arts Commission meeting is being streamed using the WebEx platform and will allow for remote viewing and public comment. While this technology allows individuals to join the meeting remotely, it may not be as seamless as we would prefer. There will be gaps and delays as staff transition the technology between speakers. Please know that we are doing the best we can and we ask for your patience. Before we begin, I would like to remind all individuals present that attending the meeting in person today, that all health and safety protocols and building rules must be adhered to at all times. Beginning Monday, April 25th, masks will no longer be required in the hearing rooms. Those who do not wish to continue wearing masks in indoor settings are encouraged to do so. Masks will be available upon request when entering the building if so desired. We appreciate your cooperation with these important rules and requirements in the interest of everyone's health and safety. Failure to adhere to any building rules and requirements may result in your removal from this room. Please also note that hand sanitizer stations are available throughout the building and at each elevator. I'd like to remind us all about the policies and procedures for virtual public meetings and excuse me for hybrid uh, public meetings. At this meeting, we are all bound to follow the structure of our agenda and adhere to the best practices set out in the good government guide. At every public meeting, there is a place for general public comment where members of the public may make comment on any item pertaining to this body. In this case, please keep your general public comments to items under the purview of the San Francisco Arts Commission. For every item on the agenda, there is also space for public comment pertaining to that item. Respectfully, we ask that you keep your public comment on topic. Each comment is limited to three minutes. Public comment will be taken both in person and remotely via WebEx. For each item, the commission will take public comment first from, pub from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. Instructions on how to provide public comment will be shared by Commission Secretary Ventry shortly. Last, a few virtual meeting housekeeping items. Commissioners and staff joining virtually, please mute your microphones to minimize background noise. When you speak, you will have to unmute yourselves. Commissioners, please speak, speak directly into the microphone and introduce yourself when you speak so callers on the phone know who is speaking. I will now turn it over to our Commission Secretary Alyssa Ventry for public comment instructions. The public is encouraged to submit their public comment in two ways, in person during this meeting or remotely via WebEx. For members of the public who wish to make public comment on items on the agenda, the phone number to call is 415-655-0001. Access code is 2498-983-6363. Numeric passcode 732-28012 to join the meeting as an attendee. You may also make public comment using the WebEx link. When you click the WebEx link, you'll be prompted to enter your first, last name, and email address. These fields are required to be entered. However, if you wish to remain anonymous, you may type public in the first and last name field and public at public.com in the email field. Please make sure you are in a quiet location that all devices around you are muted so there's no echo when you speak. At the appropriate time, the chair will ask for public comment. For members of the public using the WebEx link, please click the hand icon to raise your hand. This will put you in the public comment queue. When you're called on, you'll see a window pop up on your screen to request to be unmuted. You must click the unmute button. For members of the public calling by phone, you'll be prompted to press star three when the public comment period opens. This will add you to the speaker line. When the system message says, when the you've been asked to unmute yourself, to unmute, press star six. This is your time to speak. When your microphone has been unmuted, you will hear us ask you to state your name and to make your comments. You're encouraged but not required to state your name for the record. I'll start your three minutes when you, when you begin talking using a visual timer. You'll get a 30-second audible warning. When your time is up, I'll say call your time is up. At that point, I'll put you back on mute and you'll be moved out of the speaker line and back as an attendee in the meeting unless you disconnect. You will hear your line has been muted. Participants who wish to speak on other public comment opportunities can stay on the meeting line and listen for the next public comment opportunity. We will pause briefly before closing public comment to ensure that no remaining commenters are seeking to speak on an item. An individual who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it's 150 words or less to art-info.sfgov.org. 
As a reminder, the summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit or if it's not an accurate summary of the speaker's public comment. Public comment instructions will also be shared on the screen, as you see here. President Ordignana, please begin the meeting when you're ready. Thank you. The San Francisco Arts Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramaytushaloni, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their tradition, the Ramaytushaloni have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramaytush community, and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. As a department dedicated to promoting a diverse and equitable arts and culture environment in San Francisco, we are committed to supporting the traditional and contemporary evolution of the American Indian community. I'd now like to call for agenda item number two, which is AB 361, Legislation Impact. As a reminder, for the past six months, boards and commissions have made special findings every 30 days under AB 361 to enable them to hold remote meetings without complying with onerous teleconferencing rules that would otherwise apply. The city attorney is recommending that all policy bodies continue to make AB 361 findings once every 30 days. Even charter commissions covered by the mayor's order should make the AB 361 findings to cover the possibility that one or more members might attend meetings remotely for COVID-related reasons. The city attorney has prepared a draft resolution in response to AB 361, which includes the following findings. The state of California and the city remain in a state of emergency due to the COVID-19 pandemic. At this meeting, the San Francisco Arts Commission has considered the circumstances of the state of emergency. Because the COVID-19 pandemic, conducting meetings of this body and its committees in person without allowing certain members of this body to attend remotely would present imminent risks to the health and safety of certain attendees due to COVID-19. And the state of emergency continues to directly impact the ability for those members to meet safely in person. I'd like to call for a motion to adopt a resolution setting forth findings required under Assembly 361 that would allow the Arts Commission and its subcommittees to hold meetings remotely according to the modified Brown Act teleconferencing set forth by AB 361. So move, Shiota. Second, Kim Stryker. Great, do we have any public comment on this motion? We will be taking any in-person public comment first. For members of the public joining remotely, please raise your hand if you're listening in via WebEx. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be put into the queue. Please press only once since present more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on item number two, AB 361 legislation impact. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking and you'll see a visual timer if you're listening in via WebEx. You will also see a visual timer if you're joining in person you'll get a 30 second audible warning. You'll be muted once your time is up, but you may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individual who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it's 150 words or less to art-info.sfgov.org. There are no in-person um, public commenters. And let me just check the virtual queue. We have no hands up, so we have no public comment on this item. Okay, seeing no public comment, do we have any discussion on behalf of the commissioners? Seeing no discussion, let me uh, ask for a roll call vote, please. All those in favor, please say aye, and all those opposed, please say nay when called upon. President Ordignano. Aye. Vice President Shiota. Aye. Commissioner Beltran is absent. Commissioner Carney. Aye. Commissioner Collins. Commissioner Ferris is absent. Commissioner Hakimi? Aye. Commissioner Liu? Aye. Commissioner Moosley is absent. Commissioner Parker Pennington? Aye. Commissioner Schneer? Aye. Commissioner Shelby? Aye. And Commissioner Stryker? Aye. And the motion carries unanimously. Great, thank you. Let's go ahead and take agenda item number three, which is the approval of the minutes. Do we have a motion to approve the July 11th, 2022 minutes? So move, Shiota. Second, striker. 
Great. Do we have any public comment on this motion or any emails that came through prior? We will be taking in-person public comment first. For members of the public joining remotely, please raise your hand if you're listening via WebEx. Um, if you're calling by phone, press star three to be put into the queue. Please press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on item number three, approval of the minutes. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking and you will see a visual timer if you're listening via WebEx. You will also get a 30 second audible warning. You'll be muted once your time is up, but you may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individual who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it's 150 words or less to art-infosfgov.org. Um, we have no in-person public comment and we have no virtual public comment, so there's no public comment on this item. Okay, seeing no public comment, do we have any discussion on behalf of the commissioners or any changes to make to any of the uh, minutes? Okay, seeing none, let me ask for a roll call vote. Um, all those in favor say aye and all those opposed say nay when called upon. President Ordignano? Aye. Vice President Shiocha? Aye. Commissioner Beltran is absent. Commissioner Carney? I assume I'm not able to vote since I wasn't a commissioner last month. The minutes look good, but I can't verify their completeness. Yeah, I think um, it will be important for you to actually vote, um, regardless of whether or not you were at the meeting, because we all have to vote, I believe. Then I. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Collins? Yeah. Commissioner Ferris is absent. Commissioner Hakimi? Aye. Commissioner Liu? Aye. Commissioner Mosley is absent. Commissioner Parker Pennington? Aye. Commissioner Schneer? Aye. Commissioner Shelby? Aye. And Commissioner Stryker? Aye. And the motion carries unanimously. Great, thank you. Let's go ahead and take agenda item number four, which is general public comment. This item is to allow members of the public to comment generally on matters within the committee's purview, as well as to suggest new agenda items for the committee's consideration. Do we have any general public comment? We will be taking in-person public comment first. For members of the public joining remotely, please raise your hand if you're listening in via WebEx. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be put into the queue. Please press only once since pressing more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on item number four, general public comment. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking and you'll see a visual timer if you're listening via WebEx. You will also get a 30 second audible warning. You'll be muted once your time is up, but you may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individual who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it's 150 words or less to art-infosfgov.org. We do not have in-person public comment, but there is one virtual public comment, so I'm just going to pull up the timer. Caller, can you hear me? You should press star six to unmute yourself. Hello, commissioners. Uh, hello, Commissioner Shiota. Can you hear me? We can hear you. I'm going to start your three minutes when you begin speaking. Uh, commissioners of the San Francisco Arts Commission, at the March 2020 Arts Commission, I noticed on the agenda that there was an agenda item concerning a recent San Francisco Ethics Commission finding on Barbara Mumby, who was the Community Investments Director, person in charge. She was found in violation of five ethics items in order to pay a fine of $20,000. This was uh, generated by a whistleblower. I'm not going to say who it was. And the basis of the complaint was that Ms. Mumby falsified a grant application, uh, falsified an address claiming that this fictitious person had an address in San Francisco when actually it was a friend of hers who lived in Nevada, that uh, she pushed the grant through as the community investment person in charge. And when the grant of $20,000 came through, both Mumby, her daughter, 
a videographer and his friend took a vacation in Hawaii with the $20,000. When she was caught and an investigation started through the Ethics Commission, she did not uh, cooperate with them at all. She admitted to falsifying documents. And my question to the San Francisco Arts Commission, Ralph Remington and Roberto Ordinata is, why did you let this go on? There was ample notice via email, via phone calls, via public comment at Arts Commission meetings. One, I don't know this woman personally, but I can say at one public meeting concerning the Board of Appeals, uh, the removal of the portion of the Pioneer Monument in front of City Hall, she actually approached me on camera at the podium in your meeting room where you are today, said she was with the Manhattan DA's office and she wanted to talk to me. I asked her for ID, which is a requirement under the law. She ran out of the room. That was my own interaction with Ms. Mumby. My question to the commissioners of the Arts Commission is, why did you let this go on, and why did you remove it from the agenda of the March meeting? Thank you. Thank you. Do we have any other general public comment? We have no other hands up, so we have no more general public comment. Okay, seeing no other general public comment, let's move uh, to agenda item number five, which is the director's report, and that will be given by uh, Director of Cultural Affairs, Ralph Remington. Uh, good afternoon. Thank you, President Oriana. Thank you, uh, Commissioners. G good afternoon. <clears throat> Excuse me. Clear this frog out of my throat. Uh, good to see everybody. Um, I hope you all had a wonderful July. Uh, the summer months are flying by with so many recent events. Uh, it is great to see our city's arts and culture scene continue to recover and thrive. Uh, I would also like to acknowledge that August is Transgender History Month in San Francisco. Shortly just before our full commission meeting today, Mayor Breed joined trans and LGBTQ plus leaders to officially kick off and celebrate Trans History Month which was developed in partnership with the Transgender District and Office of Transgender Initiatives. Uh, before I begin my report, I would also um, like to echo President Ornignana's uh, earlier remarks and welcome Commissioner Patrick Carney uh, to the Arts Commission. It was wonderful uh, to attend your swearing-in ceremony with Mayor Breed and uh, some of our fellow commissioners on July 20th, and we uh, welcome your tenure here. I'm, I'm looking forward to working with you, so thanks for joining. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, so to start off my director's report, I'd like to share a few highlights from some recent events since my last director's report that was shared on uh, June 6th at the full commission meeting. Uh, on June 16th, I accompanied Mayor Breed to the opening reception of for the Obama portraits at the DeYoung. Uh, it was amazing to see these uh, incredible portraits by Kehinde Wally and Amy Sherald uh, up close and encourage everyone to see them while they are on display at the DeYoung through August 14th. On June 18th, I spoke at the Carlos Villa uh, Roots and Reinvention opening reception in the main gallery. As part of the festivities, there was an incredible dance procession from the Asian Art Museum to the main gallery orchestrated and led by artist uh, Raquel Lastimosa. Uh, on June 30th, I was invited to speak at Soma Pilipinas' uh, sixth anniversary uh, celebration, Art is Power, at Yerba Buena Center for the Arts. On July 13th, I attended the opening reception for Diego Rivera's America at SF MoMA. On July 14th, we celebrated the ribbon cutting of the new Southeast Family Health Center in Bayview Hunters Point. As part of this project, we unveiled three new installations by Ron Moultrie Saunders, uh, Ramakan or Worcesters, and William Rhodes. And I'd like to take a moment to give a shout out to and thank you uh, to the public art team who worked on this project, including Mary Chu and Jackie Von Treskow, who worked closely with the community and the artists to see this project to completion. It was a wonderful event, I have to say. and. Uh, 
and uh, it's great to see the community come out and everyone was so joyous and and the the representation there was just amazing uh to see all of that and um it was just uh, fantastic all the way around um the artists were so proud of their work as they rightfully should be because it it's 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 an incredible um visual uh feast so i anyone who hasn't uh been over uh to the southeast uh health center um i would encourage you to go and visit because it was just uh, amazing uh and it's it's fantastic as soon as you come in the door uh ramakan's work is to the right of the doorway and just like bam just hits you in the face and blows you away so and then it just goes up from there so uh go check it out for sure um on June 30th, I was invited to speak at, uh, oh, I said that already. Uh, sorry. Uh, on July 25th, uh, SFAC staff attended a hearing at the Land Use and Transportation uh, Committee uh, meeting called by Supervisor Rafael Mandelman to present an update on our agency's work uh, in support of the LGBTQ plus cultural heritage uh, study. Uh, strategy, I'm sorry. As part of the report released in August 2020, the Arts Commission was tasked with implementing actions and initiatives in support of the culture strategy goal that aims to honor, protect, and celebrate our rich and diverse LGBTQ plus heritage while nurturing our community of artists and cultural organizations. Uh, these include addressing sections C4 and C5 of the strategy, which aims to improve and expand coordination of resources to help LGBTQ plus artists and cultural organizations access housing assistance and or small business assistance opportunities and to convene an LGBTQ plus arts uh, culture and heritage task force to foster collaborations among organizations to develop new arts and cultural heritage programming. We look forward to continuing our work um, towards addressing the cultural heritage strategy or actions and initiatives. And finally, yesterday on July 30th, 31st, I was able to attend a Stern Grove Festival concert featuring the San Francisco Symphony with some fellow staff members, one of our commissioners, Kim Stryker. Uh, the Arts Commission is, is proud to help sponsor the festival. I heard uh, uh, Commissioner Hakimi Masa was there. Masa Hakimi uh, was there. Um, thank you for attending as well. Um, <clears throat> I'd now like to share a, a quick budget update. On July 27th, I attended the 2022-23 budget signing ceremony that was held on the mayor's balcony in City Hall. A few points from the recently enacted budget that I'd like to highlight. Through a general fund backfill, our hotel tax allocation grew by 10% from fiscal uh, year 22 uh, levels from 11.3 million to 12.4 million. <clears throat> we also received another $10 million in capital funds for seismic upgrades at MCCLA. Other than these two changes, the budget signed by the mayor is consistent with the agency's proposed budget that we presented at the February full commission meeting. So good to know. Uh, SFAC, yes, we should give ourselves Great job, everyone involved, and thank you so much. Um, I, would, I would say some special thank yous here to obviously all of the SFAC team, but with uh, in particular focus to our finance and accounting team led by our CFO, Raleigh Katapang. Thank you, Raleigh. <laughs> Who's in attendance today? There he is. So thanks, Raleigh. If we could, we'd spin the camera around, but I don't think we have that capability here. So, but I'm not calling the shots back in the back room like a producer would, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, going forward, uh, SFAC calories, galleries update. On June 27th, in partnership with the San Francisco Public Library, we announced the selection of four Bay Area artists for the Artist in Residence Program at SF, SFPL. Artist uh, James uh, Q. Chan is a filmmaker, uh, Zandra Ibarra, uh, visual art and performing artist, and Tania Lunsford-Links, a writer, and Gazelle Samaze, uh, a visual artist, will spend 10 weeks in residence conducting uh, research and embedding into the fabric of day-to-day -day activities at SFPL, both behind the scenes and interfacing with the public. Each artist will then respond by creating artwork reflecting on their one-of-a-kind residency uh, experience. 
The main gallery is organizing a few upcoming public programming events that are part of our Carlos Villa Roots and Reinvention exhibition. The Legacy of Carlos Villa on August 6th from 12 to 5 and on August 17th from 5 to 7 p.m. Artists and community members are invited to stop by the main gallery and record their memories and reflections of Villa's life and work. The recordings collection will support Somo Pilipinas in piloting their living legacy digital archive. On Friday, August 27th and Saturday, August 27th, uh, no, Friday, August 27th and Saturday, August 28th, I guess, the main gallery will host until now a site responsive performance ritual by Bay Area Filipinx artist, American artist Kimberly Acebo Artesha. Uh, with Joshua Iqbal and Peekaboo. On Saturday, September 3rd, the final day of the exhibition, join artist, educator, and former student of Carlos Villa, Amy Burke, for Making Meaning Collage with Carlos Villa, a hands-on, all-ages workshop exploring the work of Carlos Villa and his rich materiality by making a Villa-inspired totemic object. <clears throat> Excuse me. Following Carlos Villa Roots and Reinvention, I am excited to announce that coming next to the SFAC Main Gallery will be an exhibition featuring Juanita Moore. We look forward to sharing additional details about this exciting partnership and exhibition at the September Full Commission meeting. Upcoming events and reminders. Uh, this year, the Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts will celebrate their 45th anniversary and will hold their annual gala on February 12th, on, on Friday, August 12th, February, on Friday, August 12th, where they will feature the exclusive West Coast premiere of Mayan rulers in the heart of the mission. Uh, I plan to be there and I know several staff are attending as well. Uh, our next Monuments and Memorials Advisory Committee meeting will be held on Tuesday, August 30th at 3 p.m. Uh, we are also finalizing details for two upcoming community meetings in September and October. Uh, details will be shared as soon as they are finalized. Uh, some open RFQ and grant opportunities. A reminder for contractors that the deadline to submit an application for the call, call for as needed fine arts services providers is this Friday, August 5th, 2022. The application deadline for the SF uh, Public Utilities Commission's City Distribution Division at 2000 Marin Street, RFQ, is due this month on August 26, 2022. I would also like to announce that the Arts Impact Endowment uh, first-time grantee initiative uh, application deadline, originally set for August 10th, has been extended for one week. Applications are now due Wednesday, August 17th by 12 o'clock p.m. Community investment staff have also made some clarification updates to the grant guidelines and have included a second option for applicants to upload work samples after hearing feedback from community members. Staff will reach out to applicants and share additional guidance and information this week. And now for some HR updates. Uh, we recently welcomed two new staff members for the Art, uh, to the Arts Commission. We're excited to welcome back Freddie Lopez, he, him, um, pronouns, who on June 29th joined our galleries team as a temporary summer program, program associate. Freddie is originally from Madison, Wisconsin, but came to the Bay Area nearly six years ago to pursue a BFA in sculpture. Freddie was previously uh, a curatorial intern with us in 2020 and will be with us through early September. We are also thrilled to welcome Ari Vasquez, they, she pronouns, who joined our community investments team as program associate on July 11th. Ari graduated from the University of San Francisco in 2020 with a bachelor's degree in business administration and a minor in legal studies. Before the Arts Commission, Ari was a part of SF uh, Rec Parks uh, Human Resources team and worked closely on Rec Parks personnel analytics, employee programming, and racial equity work. I'd also like to uh, note a recent staff departure from the Arts Commission and, and thank former Senior Program Officer Jaren Benio for all her service and contributions to the Community Investments team over the past four years. We wish her all the best in her future endeavors. And with that, this concludes my Director's Report for the August 1st, 
full commission meeting. Thank you. Uh, and with that, I'll stand for any questions. Thank you, President Orneana. Thank you for that report. Um, Commissioner Stryker here. I just want to get back to something I haven't forgotten since yesterday, that marvelous, incredible experience at Stern Grove. And it just reminds me of the art of our city. So the crown, one of the many crown jewels of our city is the symphony. It's extraordinary. And they played six pieces, which was extraordinary. And then sitting in the middle of all of that music was the wonderful Stern Grove, designed by Lawrence Halperin, a Bay Area landscape architect, incredible, no longer living now, known for his public work. And what a gem that is as well. So we were just basking <laughs> in artfulness. And I just want to say thank you to the city for having such a wonderful venue. It was exceptional. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Stryker. Um, if I may follow Commissioner Stryker, that was an extraordinary experience. And I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to get reminded how fabulous it, it the Stern Grove was. I haven't been over there for over a decade. And also the symphony. Um, and, and thank you for that because it was really nice to be, it was a huge treat. So, I, and it reminded me of how much fabulousness we have in the city and it's free. It's just an incredible experience that was free. And really this city has abundance of fabulous that this commission has reminded me to appreciate these days. So thank you for the invitation, by the way. Do we have any other uh, comments or questions on the director's report today? Okay, seeing none, let me ask for any public comment um, on the director's report um, or any emails that came through prior to today's meeting. We will be taking in-person public comment first. For members of the public joining remotely, please raise your hand if you're listening in via WebEx. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be put into the queue. Please press only once since present more than once will remove you from the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on item number five, the director's report. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking, and you'll see a visual timer if you're listening via WebEx. You will also see a visual timer if you're joining in person. You'll get a 30-second audible warning. You'll be muted once your time is up, but you may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individual who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes. If it's 150 words or less, art-info-sfgov.org. Um, we have no in-person public comment. And we have no hands up, so we have no public comment on this item. Okay, seeing no public comment, is there any further discussion on behalf of the commission? Okay, seeing none, let me go ahead and ask for us to move into agenda item number six, which is the quarterly uh, racial equity update that will be given uh, by senior racial equity and policy analyst, Sandra Pinopio. Hello, okay. <laughs> all right, good afternoon, commissioners. I hope you're all doing well. It's so good to hear that you're all taking advantage of all our summer activities here in the city. I too love Stern Grove. Um, we're also just talking about the new park. If anyone's been to the new park, I don't know why I'm giving a shout out, but I just feel like it's a summertime, so we should know what's happening. Um, so as usual, I am here to provide my quarterly report um, on racial equity. So with the start particularly of the new fiscal year, can you hear me? Of the new fiscal year, um, our staff continues to really reflect on what has been happening over the last year um, in terms of our equity goals and our racial equity action plan. Um, so just to give a recap on what we focused on uh, in the last fiscal year, the topics that um, were particularly part of our racial equity action plan were the development of an outreach plan for open positions, um, ensuring an equitable hiring panel process, inclusion of a racial equity orientation for new employees and commissioners. So shout out, uh, Commissioner Carney, you and I will have a very good conversation soon about racial equity. Um, and also we're trying to and continue to improve our performance plan and appraisal report to really ensure institutional and individual commitment to racial equity goals and supporting our own professional development as a staff. And lastly, one of the goals we really focused on last year 
and we're currently uh, focusing on is professional development, um, which really includes goal setting, thinking about our annual allocations, internal processes to really support um, our growth of our staff, who all, a lot of folks are amazing um, arts administrators and artists in their own right. So we always like to, to make sure our creativity is flowing through all our work. So in our current fiscal year, um, our general focus on racial equity looks at preparing for our strategic plan, um, which is really key for what we're looking at moving forward over the next five years. And you will all be um, champions in our process for that. And in terms of racial equity, we're really centering all the work on um, folks of color, artists of color, and just equity in general, particularly accessibility. So this process for us internally looks at, we're going to work with programs um, specifically on assessing like the work, what needs to be done, and of course with a racial equity lens. Also we'll be looking at um, committee work. So that's future conversations with you all, which we're really excited to have. Um, another important aspect that we're working on for racial equity is con the continuous uh, data collection. So all we know, we need data, we need, to inform ourselves of what we're doing and what we're not doing, who we're serving and who we're not serving. And so one of the things um, we're looking at is continuing to strengthen our demographic applications, um, making sure that folks are willing to share um, and understanding why we're collecting this significant information. And on a grand scheme nationally, our city is also part of the Arts and Economic Prosperity Six study, um, which will provide more information to you all real soon. But what this is, it is a um, national study on the impact of arts and culture um, on cities. So economically, this is also what we use in terms of our data to really produce, to justify why we're why we're here. You know, it really. It's unfortunate that we always have to struggle to defend the arts, but these are one of the ways that nationally led by um, Americans for the Arts, the, they do this. So we're part of 360 communities that's providing this information. So we'll talk to you a little bit more about how we're um, collecting surveys and the methodology that goes behind that. But that's significant for, for what we're going to do for the Arts Commission. I also, part of my racial equity work is data work, so that's why I do that. Um, and then lastly, workplace culture. As we continue to really grow as a staff, um, as we learn about our hybrid lives, which if you have tips on your own hybrid experiences, we'd love to hear about that. Um, we really want to define what work culture means in this new space. And from an equity perspective, we're really trying to work with all the elements um, that we have on hand to really support staff and support our own growth as an agency. And specifically for you all commissioners, um, Commission, Commission Secretary, Secretary Ventry and I are really still looking for opportunities uh, for racial equity training for the group. Um, we're working with other commissions to understand it, it's, it's part of our racial equity action plan that all commissioners throughout the city um, are, will do a racial equity training. So. I believe within the next month or two, we'll have a better update for y'all in terms of a training. The hard part is all the rules. So y'all can't be in the same room with two or three people. So you understand how that goes. And so we're working with other commissioners to see what we can do to troubleshoot and to also think about some cost savings benefits for, for those kinds of um, trainings in the future. And that concludes my update. So if you have any questions, I'm open to that. And thank you so much. Um, uh, this is uh, Commissioner Schneer. So I'm curious with uh, collecting the national data that you're going to be a part of, are they also going to be looking at how the different communities are recovering from COVID in terms of the arts? And if so, how are they going about that? I believe that's part of the methodology already. So, um, Again, we can share more information on this. It is part, it was actually pushed back um, a year. So there are some interim kind of things that the, the project leaders for AFTA are focusing on. Um, I believe they did also change some of the, the questions that are being asked in terms of the data collection. But overall, um, there is enough research at this moment really looking at the impact of the arts. But I believe um, what's going to be important is the comparison from the last arts and economic prosperity report. So we're on number six, so it happens every five years. So they're also going to do a particular comparison between those to also acknowledge um, 
the pandemic and recovery. So all of this is going to be really useful information to us. Um, our former partnerships person had told us and communications that they were using it a lot in the work that we were doing um, for the Arts Commission. So. Great, thank you. May I, Anna? First, I want to thank you. This is, I cannot emphasize the importance of this work that you're doing. And uh, I look forward to implementation in our, in our city, all of our programs that we're doing. I said that sitting on Equity Council of the city, so yeah. I just want to thank you for that. You and the next question is, because I said on Council, I'd like to know, is there a way to get the information? I know you give these reports, but I would love to um, actually see the surveys and all that. Is there a way to do that, or is that... I don't know if it's accessible or public or absolutely where I can get engaged in that. I would love to learn more. Definitely. Um, that's definitely something Commissioner, um, Commission Secretary Ventry and I have been talking about along with uh, Director Remington. As long as it's legal, it's all public information. We just have to find the best way. Um, we have talked in the past about maybe doing some kind of off um, like maybe just a committee that at least chats about kind of equity work to help support us. Um, but we definitely, I can definitely share any information with you. The, for the arts and economic prosperity report that won't come out until probably later, probably 2024, um, because we're still in the process of collecting things. But of course, like any demographic information, like even our forms, I, I could share with you, especially with your expertise in working Thank with you. the committees on. Thank you. And I look forward to that training personally. Yes. She <laughs> will be a great contributor. <laughs> Thank you for your time. We also have a question from Commissioner Parker Pennington. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, and I want to echo how important uh, this work is uh, that you're doing. And thank you for the update. Really excited about um, everything you talked about and the national study as well. And I was, was just curious um, if there is a role that our cultural centers can play in uh, the data collection process or outreach to the communities so that we can broaden our, our reach. Uh, and I, you may have already thought of that, but it just comes to mind is that's a great resource uh, since we have seven uh, cultural centers, so just uh, interacting on a daily basis with the communities that uh, that we serve. Thank you, Commissioner. So, yes, um, one of our major things that we want to do, particularly right now, is to increase our our not just our relationship, but like how community involvement looks like and how we're working with uh, the cultural centers and the cultural districts and all the major stakeholders um, that we already work with um, in our, our Arts Commission family. So we have been in early talks, but um, because we, we just put together like our plan for particularly this study, we're definitely going to start doing one-on-one -on -one conversations, but also larger conversations with the community to understand the best way uh, to collect information. And that's important for me because when it comes to community engagement, it's not one size fits all. Um, I've worked with language access for a long time and we know that different communities like want to be involved in different ways. And so whether that includes translation or different kinds of accessibility, we wanna take that all into account and our partners in terms of particularly cultural centers are, are the best partners in this process because they are on the front lines, like you said. So we definitely will involve them. And I'm really hoping to have a better plan for that, particularly as we go through strategic planning. Thank you, Sandra. Sandra, I also just wanted to add my thanks for your ongoing work and, and your participation in coming to our commission meetings and keeping us updated on this really important work that we're doing at the commission. And I, you know, I, I think one of the things that I have been talking about most recently with Director Remington is really recognizing his work um, in helping to really uh, diversify uh, the staff of the Arts Commission. Um, I think that our hiring managers at the commission um, have taken the opportunity, particularly as there's been some staff transitions of senior leaders, 
um, and leaders throughout the agency um, to ensure that we have a really broad base and diverse base of individuals um, of candidates for those positions. And we have seen a diversification, particularly around race um, within the staff of the Arts Commission. And while diversity is only one piece of equity and justice work, I think it is important to lift that um, and to recognize that that change has happened. And, and you know, I, I think it would be good for the commission maybe in, in future, in a future meeting to maybe look at a high level you know, report out as how we're doing in terms of our staffing demographics, particularly around race and gender and gender identity. And so I'm wondering if that's something that we could maybe bring back at some point so that the commission could take a look at it at a high level. Thank you, uh, President Oriana, and um, and I, I agree. Yeah, that that's something we, that we definitely could do. Perhaps, and since Raleigh is here, perhaps Raleigh could share uh, what you know right now about uh, some of our commission demographics, and then as a preview to coming up, uh, coming back with a more in-depth analysis. Are you prepared to do, say something like that? Okay, sorry to put you on the spot, but I, I knew you had those numbers in your head. So thank you. Good afternoon, Commissioners. I'm Riley Katapang, Deputy, Deputy for Finance and Administration. So I, I can just give you high-level um, data on our hiring. So in the past 16 months, um, through uh, Director Remington's leadership, we've hired 16, hired or promoted 16 of our staff. And I believe um, out of that uh, group, over 80% is diverse. Um, at least, you know, majority are women. So, you know, we, we are, um, you know, doing that transition, but I can give you more kind of uh, more um, granular detail the next time we have a commission meeting. So. Uh, th thank you. Uh, thank you, Raleigh. Appreciate it. Thank you, Raleigh. Great. Are there any other questions or thoughts on uh, this agenda item? I just want to personally thank both your leadership and the work of a staff, this is really, this is where we're gonna change the tide. Yeah. We've been talking about this for years in the city and I really wanna appreciate what you're doing. So thank you for recognizing the importance of this. Thank you, Commissioner Hakimi. I, um, I, I would say that like when I came in, one of the things that, um, you know, I, I was hearing all over the place was how, um, and, and the commissioners themselves, you know, that, that took me through the interview process about how, uh, the Arts Commission was positioned in the community as, and look, largely looked at as a white organization. Um, and um, and it, it has changed. Um, we've almost done a 180 uh, when you look at uh, the way our staff was composed um, prior to, to my tenure and now a year and a half in. And, um, and, I, and a lot of that is not, uh, obviously I'm the director here, but it's, it's it's not just me. It's it's a team of people that are doing it, and um, it's uh, all the way from the managers to the coordinators to you know to to people that are uh, at the mid level and even below that are screening applications, talking to people, uh, convincing people to apply to our organization, are part of the interview panels. Um, uh, Alyssa has been extremely instrumental with with that uh, Commission Secretary of Entry. I mean, uh, it's it's been an enormous effort across the board. Uh, obviously, um, Deputy Director Joanne Lee, Deputy Director Catapang, um, they have all been instrumental in every step of the way, kind of looking at what we're doing, looking at who what our pools look like, having making sure that our hiring pools are racially diverse, at least um, as much as possible, as diverse as we can know by eyeballing it and, and by looking at resumes and whatnot. But we we I've made it a policy, an internal policy to make sure that we hold these positions open long enough so that we do have a very diverse uh, applicant pool, as opposed to uh, how we get into these uh, almost solidly white uh, organizations or department is that departments is that people, when they apply, a lot of people just look at it and say, hey, we got enough numbers, we're good to go. Let's 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 open it up and let's start interviewing people. And if you have a mostly white pool or an all white pool, you're going to get all white candidates. Uh, so. Uh, it's it's intentional, uh, it's purposeful, um, it's holistic, it's all the way throughout the organization. 
Great. Um, do we have any public comment then on this agenda item? We will be taking any in-person public comment first for members of the public joining remotely. Please raise your hand if you're listening via WebEx. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be put into the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on item number six, the racial equity quarterly report. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking and you'll see a visual timer if you're listening via WebEx and if you're joining in person, you will get a 30 second audible warning and you'll be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individual who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it's 150 words or less star dash info sfgov.org. Um, we have no in-person public comment and we have no virtual public comment, so we have no public comment on this item. Okay, seeing no public comment on this item, let's go ahead and move into agenda item number seven, which is the committee reports and committee matters. And the first one will be a report out of the Visual Arts Committee. And in her absence, um, this will be given by Commissioner Abby Sadenschneer. Thank you, uh, President Ardenana. Um We were not able to meet this last go around because of a last minute inability to produce a quorum. However, we did have a couple of consent calendar items that uh, we would like to put before you uh, in terms of expediency and getting them um, uh, ahead in a timely manner. So we have a discussion and a possible action. Motion to approve Malcolm X, a mural designed by Francis Aquino. The mural will be installed on Star Market at 4400 Third Street in District 10. The mural measures approximately 25 feet by 40 feet. The project is funded by the San Francisco American, African American Arts and Cultural Center. The artwork will not become part of the civic art collection. And at this point, I would like to ask for a motion. So moved. Commissioner Stryker. And a second. Second, Shiota. Thank you. Um, and at this point, uh, is there any uh, any comments or questions from the commissioners first? Yeah, I have a question. Thank you. Sure. What determines whether something becomes part of the permanent collection? Is it whether it can be um, not maintained, but um, yeah, I guess over time, is it a financial thing? What, what, what determines well, There's that? a couple of things, that, uh -huh. um, and I can ask uh, um, both, uh, <laughs> both Director Remington and uh, um, uh, President Onyana to come in, but my understanding is that um, when it's uh, being funded by others, not b directly by the Arts Commission, it's normally not part of the Arts Commission. Um, it's normally not uh, considered part of the collection. So that's, that's normally the uh, decisive factor on it. Anything else to add to that? No? Um, I don't have anything, but if if I can bring back uh, more detail if you need it in the future. Oh well, sorry, I I had my hand up, my my digital hand, not my physical hand. Um, I just I'm curious a little bit more information. I do I've passed this mural many times and uh, would love to know. Uh, I'm a huge mural um, advocate, uh, and I'm always taking photos of murals that pop up. Uh, you know, in different neighborhoods. Oh, where did that come from? So this one, I, I would just love to know a little bit more about the history. Obviously, Malcolm X, we all know who that is, and he's a very significant figure, but I'm just wondering, you know, how long has this been there, you know, and, and just, you know, who the mural artists are, if you have any of that information. This is just because I live in the neighborhood. Thank you. Okay, um, well, we have a few different things here. Letters of support to have this uh, mural happen. Uh, several people saying uh, support on, on behalf of different organizations for, uh, it's part of the beautification along the Third Street Corridor in Bayview Hunters Point. Um, and, uh, It was uh, painted in 2004, and it's located on the gateway leading to Bayview Hunters Point community. 
features a portrait of Malcolm X surrounded by quotes of his. It's a mural that uplifts and empowers the community and surrounding neighborhoods. Now going on 18 years, the mural is badly deteriorating from stucco damage caused by years of weathering. We are proposing to repair and restore the damage caused by the stucco and chipping paint, restoring the portrait of Malcolm X and bringing it back to its original look. We will restore all the quotes that have completely faded away from the years, as well as applying a protective clear coat to protect it from the elements that will add a clear shine to the wall and bring the mural back to its original state. So that is the proposed work that is being done to the mural. And it, as I said before, it is being um, supported through other organizations. And that's why it's not going to be part of the collection. Um, does that help to answer some questions? Oh, absolutely. And thank you. I mean, it's always, I get excited and just know, you know, it's important to have the historical context. And absolutely. there are a lot additional, um, you know, I mean, just within the overall state of our city and art and the um, restoring artwork. And uh, I know there are other commissioners, I won't mention their names, who uh, really are uh, feel like restoring some of these historic artworks around the city is really important. So whether it's part of our permanent collection or the funding comes from other places, I'm happy to see there's so much community support uh, for restoring this particular piece. So I just wanted a, a little more discussion about this one in particular. Thank you so much. Sure. sure. Uh, any other thoughts or comments? Okay. I have one question. Sure. Um, it says a clear shine. Do they want shine or do they want a clear coat? I think it's... Do they really want a shiny mural or is... I, I don't believe so. I think it's more... A, it's a perfect... A protected coating and part of it too is the type of protective coating that in case any graffiti happens it can be washed off okay i, I believe that's what they were saying in it but thanks for the question anything else okay then uh any public comment on this we will be taking in-person public comment first for members of the public joining remotely. Please raise your hand if you're listening via WebEx. Um, if you're calling by phone, press star three to be put into the queue. Please press only once since press it more than once will remove the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on the VAC report sub item one. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking and you'll see a visual timer if you're listening via WebEx or joining in person. You will also get a 30 second audible warning. You'll be muted once your time is up, but you may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individual who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it's 150 words or less to art-info at sfgov.org. Um, we have no in-person public comment and we have no virtual hands, so we have no public comment on this item. Okay, um, then let's go ahead and I'd like to call for the vote on this, a roll call vote. President Ordignana? Aye. Vice President Chiota? Aye. Commissioner Beltran is absent. Commissioner Carney? Aye. Commissioner Collins? Aye. Commissioner Ferris is absent. Commissioner Hakimi? Aye. Commissioner Liu? Aye. Commissioner Moosley is absent. Commissioner Parker Pennington? Aye. Commissioner Schneer? Aye. Commissioner Shelby? Aye. And Commissioner Stryker? Aye. And the motion carries unanimously. Great. Okay, and then we have one more to do, uh, which is, where am I here? Um, discussion and possible motion to approve Fish Mural, a mural designed by Hudson Lanier. The mural will be installed at Lewis Sutter Roundhouse in McLaren Park in District 10. The mural will be on three panels, measuring approximately 9 feet 6 inches by 18 feet, 9 feet 6 inches by 11 feet, and 9 feet 6 inches by 7 feet. The project is funded by the Community Challenge Grant, and the artwork will not become part of the Civic Art Collection. And at this point, uh, are there any uh, questions from the commissioners on this project? Okay, seeing none, um, are, is there any public comment? Would you like to take um, first and second motion? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, can I have a motion and a second? Second. Yeah. Um, is there any public comment? 
Uh, we'll be taking in-person public comment first. For members of the public joining remotely, please raise your hand. If you're listening in via WebEx and if you're calling by phone, press star 3 to be put into the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on the VAC report sub-item 2. As a reminder, your time will start when you be begin speaking and you'll see a visual timer if you're listening in via WebEx or joining in person. You will also get a 30-second audible warning. You'll be muted once your time is up, but you may stay on the line if you wish to speak on other items. Any individual who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it's 150 words or less to art-info-sfgov.org. Um, we have no in-person public comment and we have no virtual hands, so there's no general, or there's no public comment on this item. Great, thank you. Um, okay, I'd like to call for a roll call vote on this motion. President Ordignana? Aye. Vice President Shiota? Aye. Commissioner Beltran is absent. Commissioner Carney? Aye. Commissioner Collins? Aye. Commissioner Ferris is absent. Commissioner Hakimi? Aye. Commissioner Liu? Aye. Commissioner Moosley is absent. Commissioner Parker Pennington? Aye. Commissioner Schneer? Aye. Commissioner Shelby? Aye. And Commissioner Stryker? Aye. And the motion carries unanimously. Great. And that is the end of the report on the Visual Arts Committee. Thank Great. you. Thank you so much. Uh, let's move into agenda item number eight, which is new business and announcement announcements. This item is to allow commissioners to introduce any new agenda items for consideration. Do we have any new business and announcements? Um, I just have a quick comment. Um, if you haven't seen the Gal Pay show at the at the Legion of Honor, it's really fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Really well curated. Really nice conversation with their. Um, permanent collection in each room and just really something so sorry, I didn't hear you so what was the additional honor what was it it's the uh, gal pay ah, the tour show thank yeah you. great it's really good mm. thank you All right. okay seeing no business new business and announcements do we have any public comment on this agenda item um, if you're listening in via WebEx, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, press star 3 to be put into the queue. Instructions are on the screen. We are currently on item number 8, new business and announcements. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking, and you'll see a visual timer if you're listening in via WebEx. You will also get a 30-second audible warning. You'll be muted once your time is up. Any individual who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it's 150 words or last art-info-sfgov.org. Um, we still have no in-person public comment and we have no virtual hands, so we have no public comment on this item. Okay, seeing no public comment on this item, um, our next agenda item is to adjourn. This meeting is now adjourned. Thank you so much. Perfect.